Welcome to the Next Level Leaders Podcast with me, Dr. Joseph Walker. This podcast is designed to offer strategies in moving vision to reality. Leaders can expect to be mentored, inspired, and challenged to succeed at the next level. So prepare to be exposed, empowered, and equipped for excellence. Thank you for connecting and allowing this space to become an opportunity for growth and collaborative learning. Now, let's go on this journey together and spark the change we wish to see in ourselves, our teams, and the world. Hi, I'm Dr. Joseph Walker, and thank you so much for tuning in to Next Level Leader Podcast. This is the podcast where we come together and grow as leaders. I'm so excited to have you connected. And you know what? You are not listening to this by accident. This is absolutely providential because we believe this is a space where leaders come and there is a leader emerging and growing to the next level inside of you. I want to thank you. If this is your first time listening to this podcast, please let me know how you heard about it. I want you to follow me, Joseph Walker 3, out there on Instagram. Follow me and uh, let's connect. I believe that uh, you've got a story to share and I've got some principles I can share with you. Also, if you want my books, you want more content, go to josephwalker3.org. It's my website. Would love to connect with you there. And of course, I appreciate all of you. I want you to share this podcast with as many people as you can. It is our desire to reach over a million people. Once we reach that milestone, I'm believing God prophetically that your business, your organization will at a minimum reach a million dollars a year. So I am believing God for that for you. Now, I want you to also check out on YouTube, my wife and I's new podcast. It's a video podcast entitled Our Life, Our Journey, Our Truth. It will bless your life. And I want you to go check it out out there and let me know what you think. Truly would appreciate your comments, your thoughts, how we can make it better, what we can address. So I just appreciate each one of you. And I'm telling you, this is a, an incredible moment for you because today I'm excited about sharing something that every single person needs to focus on. If you're a leader, this is absolutely right up your alley, your finances and your future. There's so many people who work all of their lives, literally, and end with nothing to show for it. I believe that this is an opportunity for you to break generational curses. I believe you have an opportunity to gain information that can literally be applied to your life and all of your sweat, equity, all the labor, all the vision casting, all the late hours should pay off, should pay huge dividends for you and for generations to come in your bloodline. I want to help you focus, think about your money and your future. Let's get right into it. Now, if you're going to be a steward and literally achieve a level of success that I believe God wants you to achieve, it starts with giving to God. That's number one. Giving to God first. There are a lot of people who miss this principle, and I have seen it, man, on both sides. I've seen people just absolutely leave God out of the equation. I mean, it's all God when they are trying to get the deal, trying to get the contract. It's all God when they're trying to get the door open. But once that door opens, man, <laughs> they just absolutely come up with some kind of convenient amnesia. But I have seen people who were consistent in their stewardship to God. They were tithers, seed sowers. Before things blew up, and even after things blew up, they continued to do it. The reason why I think it's important for you to understand this principle, because all that we have as leaders, we have to acknowledge that God has given it to us. And God has instituted a plan for us as believers to give to Him. He's not asking us to give to Him so that He needs it. 
He's asking us to give to him as a measure of our stewardship and our humility to understand that the blessings of God come from him and not from us. One of the things that I tell leaders all the time, and I really want to speak to you about this, is the importance of tithing. Now, you can go back and forth and back and forth about this principle, but let me tell you, it absolutely works. And yes, God opens the windows of heaven and pours you out a blessing. All those things will happen. But there was one thing that I think most leaders forget. He rebukes the devourer for your sake, meaning that God will keep shady deals. He will keep anything that attempts to destroy your harvest away from you. So as a leader, it's important that off the top, you say, from my gross revenue, I am going to tithe. Now, let me tell you how this works for business people. As a personal, if you have a salary you have from a job, that's 10% of the gross of that. If you have another source of income where you say, I have a business and I have revenue from there, then 10% of that. In other words, you, some people tithe personally and in their business. I believe it's so important, however you do it, to make sure you are consistent in giving to God. When you are generous with God, man, God turns around. He's so generous with you. I believe that principle. Give and it shall be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over. Your tithe belongs in your storehouse, the place where you are being fed spiritually. Your tithe belongs there. And I believe that if you start out saying, whatever career path I take, Lord, I am going to be a tither. I'm going to teach my family this principle so we can live under the blessing of God. It will pay huge dividends for generations to come. Secondly, assess your insurances. If you're going to think about your future, you have to be properly insured. I think it's important to talk to an agent to help you understand the various forms of insurance. I'm not here to sell insurance. I'm just here to tell you a few things I think would help. I think it's important that you have life insurance, have the right life insurance product. There's a variety of ways to put investment products within life insurance that can be incredibly beneficial in terms of taxes, but you need to have proper life insurance, proper home insurance. You need to have umbrella policies, those are the kinds of things, because as you grow, as you get uh, more influential, you have to have an umbrella policy to cover you. If you have a wreck in your car, it's not just you now, it's your company, it's all that. So you have to make sure you're protecting things around your house. All these things matter. So I would talk to an agent and make sure I was properly insured personally and in my business. There are a lot of people, man, who don't think about this stuff. You're thinking, I'm too young to have insurance. Actually, this is the best time to get it when you're young because the premiums are not as high and you'll be properly insured for years to come. So whether it's term, whether it's whole life, whatever you're led to do by the advice of your financial advisor, please, ma'am, please, sir, be insured. Look at your home. Do you have flood insurance? All these different things you have to think about that you are properly covered. Do you have your articles covered? You know, your wedding ring and your watches, if something were to happen, would they be replaced under your policy? These are the kinds of things you think about futuristically. Do you have insurance on your children? Do you have insurance on your spouse? All these things are incredibly important. So make sure that you assess your insurances and make sure that you have the right ones. Here's number three. Take care. Listen carefully. Take care of what God has given you. Let me tell you why this is important. You have to take care of every single thing that God has given to you because stewardship of all the blessings means that you prevent yourself from having to constantly have repairs, 
that are unnecessary because of misuse, because of abuse. So every day, man, you have to make sure that you are a good steward and taking care of the equipment on your job, taking care of the appliances, taking care of your cars, taking care of things, because a lot of people end up having just sensational cost, unnecessary costs because of misuse, because of the lack of maintenance, because you did not take care of things. And so I want you to really think about, do you have all your warranties together? Do you take care of things? This saves you money down the road. But I want to go to number four, responsibly invest. Let me tell you something. (laughs) If you don't understand how to invest, I want you to understand to study this, get you a good financial advisor. There's a principle called Rule 72. Rule 72, every leader, next level leader should understand what Rule 72 is. I want you to really think about this and write it down. Rule 72 says if you take the amount of money that you want to invest and you look at the interest rate that you get on that product and you divide that interest rate by 72, it will tell you how long it will take for that money to double without you doing anything. For example, only a hypothesis. If you were to have $1,000 put in a product that says, we're going to pay you 10%. Now, 10 into 72 is 7.2, which means without any other deposits in 7.2 years, that will be $2,000. Now, that rule is so important because on top of that comes compound interest. When you continuously invest consistently, compound interest every single month continues to build on top of rule 72. You see how this works? So you're leveraging your money and your money starts making money. The goal here is that your money starts making money. That was a book that changed my life. Oh man, The Millionaire Next Door. I encourage you to get it. It will change your life. It helps you understand how millionaires think, how they live. There's a million dollar idea on you and you have to start living like that. You can't just sit around and spend all your money on clothes and and, uh, items that are you know, that are depreciating items. You must have some appreciating assets, things that gain value like real estate. You have to think about things like that. So I want you to get a good financial advisor to help you understand money markets, help you understand uh, CDs, to help you understand mutual funds and stocks. Don't try to do this by yourself. A variety of different ways in which you can engage the right financial planner and I want you to do that because where you're going, the trajectory you're going on, you're going, to be, you're going to be dealing with millions, man. You don't want to be that person out there that's mismanaging money, don't know how to pay taxes, don't know how to pay business taxes, don't know how to deal with your stuff. This is all about your future. And you'd be amazed. You'd be amazed at what $300 a month will do when you're 20-some years old by the time you're 50. You'd be a millionaire. You'd be amazed. You know, if $500 to do if you're in your 30s, And you think about $500 a month, just put aside and don't think about it. Just put it aside and invest it. You'd be amazed at what that would do when you hit 50, 52. It's amazing. So talk to a financial advisor and make sure you're thinking about your future. Responsibly invest. Stay away from this get rich quick stuff. It doesn't work. Trust me. It's slow over time. But trust me, over time, you'll have what you need. You want to make sure that you're planning for the future. But here's another thing. Maintain adequate reserves and emergency fund. Any financial advisor is going to tell you this. Most people literally are one accident, one emergency away from bottoming out their savings. It's incredibly important that you begin thinking about 
how can I save up three to six months worth of rent or mortgage? How can I save up an emergency account? So if the tire blows out, or if I have an emergency around the house that insurance may not cover, how can I accommodate that emergency without disrupting my cash flow? That can be just, you know, one less eating out. That can be, you know, an opportunity for you to say, well, I won't, you know, go to the party that weekend. I'll just go, you know, the other weekend. It's about really making choices. And you have to start building up that reserve because reserves matter. The economy can change. Things can happen. And we saw this during COVID, right? And you have to make certain that you as a business leader, as a leader in your right self, I mean, to you are all of that, but that you make the right decisions around emergency funds, setting aside some surplus so that you are able to access adequate reserves. Here's number six. Budget, budget, budget. You know what a budget does? A budget literally tells your money what to do. So often we allow our money to tell us what to do, but when you have a budget, you are literally telling your money, this is how you're going to behave. Set yourself on a budget. Stay with it. You've got to be real compliant to that budget. A part of doing that is literally learning how to act your wage, meaning to start living beneath your means, allocating resources and sending them to specific places, investment, you know, tithing to God, generosity, all these different things. Dave Ramsey does a lot of extraordinary teaching on this. And I just think it's important. You know, Anthony O'Neill, my friend, he does a lot to help young people and people around the globe with this area of stewardship because it's so important to have a budget. Stop living above your means, trying to impress people. One of the things that next level leaders do they live low. Even though, you know, you find out they may have a lot of money, uh, they put their money in things like their homes. They don't put their money like in a, you know, in a lot of expensive cars. Sometimes they may like have a car, but if they got a car, they probably pay cash for it because they learn how to live a little low. Budget, man. No matter how much money you make, always stay on a budget. Never get to a point where you're like, oh, I've got it. I'm just going to do it. No, you've seen the very rich, the ultra rich go broke. You've seen it publicly play out. And I believe there were two reasons why they went broke. Number one, I believe that they weren't tithers. Number two, I believe they didn't have a budget. So therefore, they had no way to reel in their expenditures and they were just spending because money was coming in and you look up and then you end up like with the MC Hammer effect, millions of dollars. And then all of a sudden, you're broke. This is so important for you. As hard as you're working, as much as you're putting in, protect your assets by budgeting. Set your goal and declare, I can't do that this month. I wish I could, but I'll be breaking the rules. And once I break the rules, I have to live with the consequences. So your budget has to be strict. It has to be, you know, concise. And when you start living by a budget, I'm telling you, it will change your life. Let's review what we've talked about. Um, We're talking about today your finances and your future. We talked about, first of all, giving to God first. We believe this is the most important thing you could ever do. They say, God, it belongs to you first. I start with my giving with you. Secondly, assess your insurances. I want to make sure that my insurances are tight, that I'm talking to an insurance agent that's helping me look at all the different things, all the possibilities to make sure that I'm covered in every angle personally and professionally. I want to, number three, take care of what God has given to me. I want to be a good steward of that. 
You know, I, I spend time washing my cars, making sure the oil's changed, making sure, you know, all the things around the house are taken care of, that I don't let rooms sit up and without usage. And, you know, I want to make sure that, man, I'm taking care of what God has blessed me with because I want to limit the amount of maintenance and things I have to do. So important. Number four, responsibly invest. I want you to learn the power of responsibly investing. Make sure you talk to a financial advisor that can give you advice around mutual funds and stocks and CDs and all these different products that can help you think about the next 10 to 20 years of your life. Then number five, maintain adequate reserves. Put that cushion out there and don't compromise it. One cool thing you can do is every month just earmark money into an emergency fund and say, that's for that. Act like I never got it and keep moving. Number six is about budget. Budget, budget, budget. There are a lot of uh, people that teach up finance that will tell you that sometimes they use the bag method. Get brown paper bags and write, you know, words on them like my bills, you know, my entertainment, you know, uh, my generosity, tithe, et cetera. And when you put money in those particular bags, once the money is gone or you can put a ledger and say, I spent this much, then there's nothing left. So you may be some friends, some friends come in town and say, hey, we want to all go out to this thing. And, you know, you're looking at it like, OK, uh, how much is it? Do I have anything left in my entertainment budget? Because if I don't, I'm going to take it out of another bag. So am I going to take it out of God's bag? Am I going to take it out of my bills? See how this works? So it kind of keeps you focused and disciplined in regards to maintaining an adequate budget. Here is number seven. Create a culture of generosity. With yourself and with your organization, I believe this is going to be one of the most key things you could ever do. In our ministry in Nashville, we've just kind of created this culture of generosity where we believe as we give out God gives back to us. Mount Zion Church in Nashville has so much seed in the ground. I'm, I'm just, I get, I get goosebumps when I think about the harvest that, that will hit our ministry. I, I don't know how it's going to happen. I just know seed time and harvest works. You can't give out that much. You can't place seed in the earth and harvest does not come. So we're creating a culture of corporate generosity, but also individual generosity. We want people to be generous in their giving. Because when you do that and you're blessing other people and you're blessing the kingdom, Man, this is how the blessing comes back to you. Man, God's word is so real. And when you create this in your organization, when you're known to be generous and you're known to give, people see you giving. You're not giving to be seen, but they should see you giving. Man, when you do that, it will, it will be amazing for your organization. That's the kind of report you want from people, that this organization, this church, this, this group of folks are giving. They love to give. They bless so many people in the community. And that's what you want to be known for. Listen. Your finances matter, and they matter to your future. And I really hope that this episode has blessed you and helped you understand some simple strategies that can help you win in the end. That's ultimately what I want to see, a next-level leader who wins in the end. Thank you so much for listening today. I want you to follow me again at josephwalker3 on Instagram. Let me know if you were blessed. Go out there on my website, josephwalker3.org, and get our books, all the books we've written and of course, thank you for subscribing to my wife and I's podcast, Our Life, Our Journey, Our Truth on YouTube. Thank you so much. And I appreciate you for listening in. And I pray this has blessed your life. Until next time, you be blessed. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's podcast. I want you to subscribe at iTunes, cpnshows.com or whatever podcasts are downloaded. I also want you to follow me on Instagram at Joseph with you.